If you have your Bibles uh, with you this evening, turn to the book of Jeremiah. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 10. And we're just going to read one verse tonight, but then we're going to follow it up with many verses as we go along. So, Jeremiah chapter 10, and we're going to uh, be in verse 23. The scripture reads, O Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walketh to direct his steps. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I just ask this evening, Lord, that you just, that you just uh, empty me out, Lord. I ask that you just allow your, uh, uh, allow your spirit to fill, in, to, to fill in me, Lord, and allow your words to flow through my mouth, Lord. Allow, allow your spirit to work uh, through this message, Lord, and, and how you've presented it to me, Lord, I ask that it be presented the same, Lord. And if there be anything added, Lord, to this message, Lord, Lord, I, I just ask that it be in your will, Lord, that it's not my will, but it's in yours, Lord, like I ask all things, Lord. And Lord, I just love you. And thank you for this opportunity you've given us to gather here and worship you. I just ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. It's very apparent. I'm just going to get started. It's very apparent that the things that uh, are in our life, you know, don't go as planned. I know as, you know, being Judah's age, I thought that at 18 years old, I was going to be a police officer. Then I thought I was going to be a firefighter. Obviously, it didn't go as planned. <laughs> Obviously, we have we have especially from a young age we make we make these plans these these things that we want to happen in our lives our our goals in life if if uh, if, if you might say we we make it we set we try and set a standard we have uh, what we call our plan we have the things that we want to accomplish in our life you know some of us some of us you know. Me being, whenever I was really little, I thought I was going to have a million dollars by the time I was 18. I thought I was going to have it all figured out. And the truth is, as I listen to a lot of people that are older than me, they still tell me they don't got it figured out. So there's not much hope. At least that's what I, that's, that's what I thought at first. But with God, we know that there's hope. But it's very apparent that things, things don't go as planned. I mean, you know, sometimes we have interviews for jobs where we would like to, to get a job and it doesn't work out. Sometimes we, we try and go for positions in, in a workplace and it, it might have been better to stay where you were. And sometimes, sometimes we, we make decisions based off of plans that end up backfiring, and that's when we need to call on God because we have no idea what we're doing. Amen. Things that we think are going to happen, events that take place, and how your life is turning out are all things that we have, have thought about more than once. And if we're going to be honest, we think about it often, no matter how old we are. You know, we, 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 set, we try and set standards. And goals are not a bad thing. Goals are a great thing. Goals are, are something to, to strive for. Goals are, it's, it's honestly, it's nice when you, when you reach goals that, that have been set. But 
You have to be careful because if it's, if it's you that is setting the goal, you are bound to fail. If it's not God setting the goal, you are bound to fail. The truth is, is we want things to go a certain way for our life. And when things don't go our way, we get irritated because we think that something should go a certain way. Amen? Amen. We think that things should go our way because it's how we thought of it. It's how ourself, what, what we envisioned the future to be. And when that future doesn't come, a huge disappointment happens. So, yes, a lot of us get irritated. We sometimes assume that God has an obligation to abide by what we think our life will end up being and how we want it to go. Sometimes we think that God should should be obligated to what we think. And when it doesn't go planned, when it doesn't go the way we want it to go, we blame God. Or we blame other circumstances. We would like things to go our way. Of course. But we know it's not always going to be that way. So, why do we do this as Christians? Why do we want to take control? And I struggled with this for, for a little bit with kind of trying to find the scripture, try and find, you know, the, the passage. Why do we want to take control over? And it took me to, I, God took me to Romans chapter 3, verse 23. It says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There, that is the answer as to why we like to take control of situations. Because since our sin, since, since we have sinned and we have fallen short of the glory of God, and we continue to sin and fall short of the, of the, the glory of God, then we want to continue to take control because sin is still here. Sin still abides with us, but it has no uh, uh, dominion over us. It has no power over us. So, so sometimes we struggle. Sometimes we struggle with control. We like to be control freaks. We like to, to, to be the one in power. And sometimes the power that we have is not always a good thing because we like to overuse our power, our control, our influence, uh, some might say. It is because our sin that we want to take control. It is because we want to be the one holding the wheel, in most cases, it's because of sin. And as a Christian, we must learn to trust in God. Because if you learn to trust in your creator, if you learn to trust in God, you'll want to take less control of the situations because you know who has it. You know who has control over your situations. Our life might not be to the standard that we want it to be, it might not be at the position that we want our life to be, but your life is in God's hands. Who's the one leading your life in the first place? If it's God that's leading you, you'll be okay. You don't need to set the standard. You don't need to set the bar. God will set the bar for you. And the best part is, is God will take you to the standard that he has set for you. The title of the message this evening is Trust Your Creator. And I have some questions. 
many of us have trust issues in general? Yes, we, we are control freaks by nature, by nature because of sin, because of sin. And it is some, sometimes it is the fear of, of something going wrong because a lot of the times we know kind of what's going on. And, and when it comes to something in a workplace, you can, you can only trust certain people with certain tasks. We all know this. How many of us have been wronged? Has that led to trust issues? How many of us have been stabbed in the back by a, by a friend, by a coworker, by a boss, by a brother? That causes trust issues. That causes distress. That, that causes a moment that will continue to happen in your life unless you get it changed by God, unless you ask God to change it for you. It'll, every situation you'll go into, you'll, you'll be thinking, I don't know if I can trust this person. And it'll take a long time to build up trust. Do you have trust issues? Do you trust God? With your trust issues, with, with the, the, the issue at hand, do you trust God? I think at some extent, most of us do. We trusted Him to save us. We trusted Him to, to, to take our life and save us. To then, to then justify us, to save us, and then sanctify us through our life. So there is a, there is a, a, a built-in trust at a base level. But are you building your trust with God? Did you know that God is someone that you can trust? Amen. There's something that, Ed, anytime you're in the shop, what's the first thing that you do before you start wrenching on anything or doing anything with wood? Talk to the Lord. You talk to the Lord. You pray. Amen. Why is that? You trust God. And no, things might not always go as planned, but God's still good. And, and, and no, usually nobody gets hurt. God's still on the throne. That is something that we should practice in our daily Christian lives. We need to learn to trust in the Creator. In Genesis, as we're going to slowly get back into it unless God just keeps giving me other messages, which I'm fine. God's still giving me messages. Amen. Amen. So we see in the beginning, God created us. God created us. Then we sinned. Then Christ saved or gave us the opportunity to be saved. But after you get saved, Christ wants you to build your relationship. You're not perfect Christian as some people might like to say. You'll never be perfect Christian. But like Randy said this morning, you can be, uh, you can be a passionate Christian. Uh, what, what was the specific word that you used? Dedicated. You can be fully dedicated. That comes with trust. You will, you will trust God when you're dedicated. So, I have three points tonight, and the first point to trust your creator is you need to trust God to help you find a way. 
in Psalm 32, verse 8. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eye. If you read the scripture and you open your and you open your heart and you open your mind to what God is really trying to say in the scripture, it's a very it's a very short piece of scripture. It's not the whole chapter, of course. It is just a single verse. And it says, "I will instruct thee." So God is going to instruct you and teach you in the way that we're going to go. And and God is going to guide him, guide you with his eye. So you need to trust God to help you find a way. You need to trust God before you're even told your help by God. You need to trust him. You need a ear ready to listen to God. If your ears are not prepared to listen to God, then you can't hear God when he's trying to speak to you because, because if you don't have an ear ready to listen and you have an ear for something else over here and over yonder, then you won't be able to hear God speaking to you. In James chapter 1, verse 19, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, and slow to speak, and slow to wrath. You see, it goes, it goes so much deeper into hearing. You need to speak less, and you need, to, you need to hear more, and you need to be slow to wrath if you want to hear God. It's, just, it's not just hearing. You got to, you got to stop being the one in control and trust your creator. To be guided, you have to let the guider guide you. That is, that is one of the things that we struggle with because we, we hate guidance from a young age. Whenever our parents try and tell us to do something, you know, once you hit a certain age, you get irritated because you know better. And at least that's what you think. And through your life, we, we think that we know better. A lot of the times we do. And then God puts something in our lives to help us remember who we're supposed to be listening to? Who's the one that's going to get you up and out? Who, who's going to build you up? Because all I'm going to do is tear myself down. All I'm going to do is bring myself through hell. All I'm going to do is bring myself to a point where I need God to physically pick me up out of my darkness. And if I was just trusting my creator to help me find my way. I wouldn't have got to that point. If you ask someone for directions somewhere, I remember uh, we were we were going to uh, we were going camping one year, Mom, and we had stopped to get directions. Were the directions good? No. But let's say that we got directions from someone that actually knew what they were talking about. Let's say that we got directions from someone that knew exactly where we were going to go. That knew exactly how to get there. And let's say we, they, they were telling us very descriptively. They were soft-spoken. You could understand what they were saying. And you didn't listen because your ears weren't open. Are you going to get your direction? Absolutely not. Because you have to be paying attention. Your undivided attention must be for the Lord. Your undivided attention must be for the Creator. Like I said earlier, 
Trusting your creator. This goes, this goes right with it. Because if you're not trusting your creator, then the direction that he's giving you, the direction that he wants you to go to, you're not paying attention. You weren't listening. That is why it's so important in our Christian walk to listen, listen for God when he speaks. If you ask for his guidance, he's going he's gonna to answer your prayer. Because the Bible the Bible's very clear about God and unanswered prayers. Is there an unanswered prayer? No. God speaks to his children. God loves his children. Therefore, God will guide his children. This is why we need to trust God. God will help us. Find our way. God will instruct us. I mean, he's given us, he's given us this instruction manual, his word, which, by the way, God is the word. Christ is the word. So Christ has given himself to us, not just in his word, but he's given, he's given, he gave him himself up by flesh and he gave his spirit to us. So not only do we have this advantage, but we can, we can pray like I'm saying. We can ask for guidance. And guidance, guidance isn't just always going to hit you upside the head. You got to be in here if you want some guidance. You got to be, you got to read the stories. There's a lot of wisdom in this book. There is a lot of mistakes that these godly men made. That these godly men struggled through. That these godly men didn't have to go through if they were trusting in the creator. But that's where we take that story as it's meant to be. As God has given, to, given it to us. And we take that story for what it's worth. And, and, and we don't repeat the mistakes made. Amen. This is why it's important to trust. To trust God to be Directed, you will be directed. The second point this evening is you need to trust. So, so you've already been directed. You're trusting God to, to direct you to your way. You're trusting God to, to, to show you where to go. So the second point is trust God to get you through the way that he showed you. Not only... Not only are we to, to ask God, where am I supposed to go? But after you ask God, where am I supposed to go? You're supposed to, to, to trust in him to ask him enough in the first place. And then you're supposed to trust him to take you through the place that he has opened up. In Isaiah chapter 43 verse 2. Verse 2, when thou passest tr through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the rivers they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Amen. That neither shall the flame uh, kindle upon thee. That's some, that's some scripture right there, if I've ever seen it. That's some scripture. So it's saying when you pass through the waters. Now this is, a lot of this is, is, is uh, metaphorical. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. 
When you go through the path that God has directed you to, like we see with, with, with in Egypt over the Red Sea, God had directed them. God had said, you're going across the other side and you're going to go and, and it's in my will. And it didn't make sense. But that's when God opens up the way. He makes the path clear enough to see him. Not clear enough to see the other side, but clear enough to see where God's going. You don't need to see where he's going. You just need to see God and where his footsteps are going. God is saying here that he will go with you through the fire. This sounds like a good friend. This sounds like a brother. This sounds like someone that trusts and, 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 and cares for you. This sounds like someone that is passionate for you, that is willing to die for you as he did. Someone that will walk with you through your valleys. One thing that my mom told me is, you know, friends will be there in the good times and some family will be there in the good times, but the real ones are the ones that are with you in the bad times. The ones that, that, that stay with you when all has gone down. Those are your people. Those are the ones that, that you're supposed to be around. Those are the people that will help you. God sounds like one of those people. God sounds like a great Lord, like somebody that, that, that is worthy to be praised and worthy to, to be a servant under. We are, wor- we, we are not, you know what? We are not worthy to be servants, but I'm glad I'm a servant. Amen. Don't forget the way you found wasn't something you found either. Once you get past where God has taken you, don't forget who showed it to you and who's taking you through it because it wasn't you. Don't, don't forget that, that once things start going as, as uh, God planned it, don't forget that once things go as, as God has told you it's going to go, don't forget who's holding your hand. Remember who showed you the way. Then, that trust, then trust that God will get you through the path. Look back at other parts in your life. I mean, we can't be walking around now forgetting where he's taken us through. We can't. That's silly. That's silly because... Because if you're struggling here tonight with trusting in God, all you have to do is look, look at your testimony. Look at what God, God transformed you to. And look at what God has taken you through in the past. Has God ever left you? No. Look back at the other parts in your life. Look in 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Verse 3, but the Lord is faithful. Who shall establish you and keep you from evil? My question is, if God is for you, who can be against you? That is what scripture says. That is not my question. I I have that in quotation marks. I, I forgot to 
put where I found that. No, I wasn't going to put where I found it. I was just going to say that it, uh, it was a quote from the Bible. But, but it is a quote from the Bible. And it says, if God is for you, who can be against you? And ain't that the truth? Amen. Romans. Romans. <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's probably why. There is nothing that this world is going to throw at you that God can't handle. We have been assured throughout our life that, that God has got us. So, so people, we got to start having uh, less trust issues. At least, at least when it comes to God. People have been known to fail us time and time again. But don't be afraid... Because the Bible says anytime an angel appears, and, and, and a lot of the time the Bible says, fear not. Amen. Don't be afraid when God is giving you direction. Because God is not directionless. Amen. God, God is the, the director in a band. In a band, there is Caleb. Mr. Lord, the director, and for the ones that are really good at playing music, at least I notice you, you, uh, you don't read as much of the music as you're usually focused on Mr. Lore. I see that, but you got to be paying attention to the director. Think of it like, think of it like band. You know, Caleb, he has his music, uh, do you still have your music attached to your trumpet? I know you used to. Some of the kids have, have the music attached to their trumpet or their instrument. And I see them, they look, they look from the, the music notes and then they look at the director. Think about, think about that. They look at the notes and then they look at the director. Let's look at our notes and then let's look for the director. Let's look for the God that is directing us. Let's not be directionless anymore. That's good right there. Mm -hmm. Not me. Are we trusting in the Lord? I got this, I got this message, and I think I got I think I got this message because I reached I've reached a point that I'm eventually probably gonna reach again where I'm gonna I'm gonna be like I need to trust in the Lord more. I need to trust in Him. Because I wasn't. I was worried about things in my life going on. I was worried. And it was just worry, 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 worry. And then I step back. And you step back and you think. You think to what God is, has, has taken you to. And you think, man... I just need to stop worrying because it's it's tearing me up inside. It's getting me it's getting me far away from God. It's getting me stumbling. It's getting me falling. And it's not good. And it and, and it was tearing me up inside personally. It was tearing me up inside. 
I, my desire was for the Lord. My desire was to be close to the Lord. But since I was allowing the fear, the fear of the flesh, because it's not the fear of, of the, the, the justified and, and then sanctified because we shouldn't have fear, but it was still the fear of the flesh. And I was letting the fear of the flesh take over. I was letting the, 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 the fear of, of what, what could happen take over. And with the fear that that could happen, it was consuming me. It was really consuming my Christian walk. And what's what's the first thing I did once it started consuming me? I forgot about his word and I was wallowing in my sorrow. I was not going to where I should have been, not going to the place that I have preached a a couple of times that we need to be going. I failed as a Christian. But you know what what the best thing about failure is? The best thing about failing as a Christian and desiring to be Christ-like is that that failure... That failure doesn't have to be controlling over you. That failure doesn't have to be the the mark that has taken you away from God. Because we all fail. That mark is not the mark that leads us astray. Because if your heart is for Christ, if your heart is for God, if your heart is for Jesus then you'll come back. Amen. The key to this life, I haven't been here very long, but I'm reading the Bible. But the Lord is faithful, like we just read, who shall establish you and keep you from evil. Let's read the scripture a little bit earlier. It says, I will instruct thee, in, in Psalms uh, 32, verse 8, I will instruct thee and teach thee in thy way, which thou uh, shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. So it's God guiding us. The key to this life, reading scripture, reading the passage, I haven't been here very long, but, but I know the word of God. And, it's, and, and it says that God is the leader. So the key to your life is understanding that you're not the leader. Right. That you're not the glue holding your, your life together. The glue is God. And, and God is a lot stronger than Gorilla Glue. We, we held our bumper up one time with Gorilla Glue. And it didn't hold very long. I do remember that. I was scared. I was fearful. I shouldn't have been. I shouldn't have. Seriously. Don't be silly and think for one little moment that you got it. Don't think that you got it. Which leads to my very last point. Trust that God has got it. In Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. When it comes to reading scripture, I don't know if you guys feel like this, but when you just let it, when you let it, when you let it hear, you just feel a certain way when you read it, and then you feel the presence of God. 
And I love that so much. God is our refuge. The point is trust that God has got it. So, so God, trust that God will show you the way. Trust that the, the way that God has shown you, that he will take you through it. And then trust that God has got it. In any situation, good or bad, know that God has it. God has your situation. He has always had your situation. You see, even when you were, a, as, as the Bible describes it, a, a, you were of the children of disobedience, God still had everything in his hands. He, he is still the creator. He is still the director. And whether the, the people that didn't want to be directed didn't get directed, he was still directing There is nothing out of his hands. In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. Now this is the scripture right before it says, Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, roams like a, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. So this is the scripture right before it. And it says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. The Bible is very clear. You need to cast your care upon him. The Bible is very clear. He's the great physician. Anybody get sick and don't like to go to the doctors? Me. I'm one of them. I'll go, I'll, I'll go whenever I'm, I'm gone, basically. I don't need help. And sometimes we need help. But whenever it comes to your spiritual problems, you need help. It's not a cold that you can get over with, with just doing nothing. When it comes to your spiritual problems, you can't get over it by yourself. You can't. Amen. When it comes to, to spiritual defeat, when it comes to trust issues... You cannot get over it alone. And it doesn't matter what spiritual issue it is. That is why you're supposed to cast your care upon him. Because he cares for you. Why suffer? Why suffer? When there's one that hates to see you suffering. And, there's, and that one that hates to see you suffering. Will, will care for you. And will cure you. You, you don't need to suffer. You don't need to put yourself through it. Because if you really think about it, that's all we're doing. We're, we're putting ourselves through it. And eventually, we'll, we'll wise, wisen up. I don't even know if that's a word, wisen. But it's a word now. You'll wisen up. You'll think, God's got it. And he's got it. You need to know that you don't need to suffer. Don't let yourself suffer with worry. You have help. In Proverbs chapter 12, verse 25, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. I'm going to read that again. In Proverbs 12, 25, it says, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. But a good word 
maketh it glad. Are you, is, are, is your soul hungry for a good word? Now, now, what does the Bible mean by good word? We might think it means by cheerful words. It means by, by words that, that make me feel good inside. But here's one for you. The good word is God's word. Amen. And, it's, and, and a good word is whatever God says. Amen. It don't need to make you feel good. I know some parts in the message this morning didn't make me feel good, but it was a good word because it was from the Almighty. It was from the Creator. Let God's good and true words make you glad. We should be glad this evening that God has given us words of instruction. That God will give us guidance. You see, because there's going to be a point in time where we're going to get to heaven. Where we're not going to need to worry about the devil. Where we're not going to be able to have to worry about sin anymore. Because the battle is going to be won completely. The devil is going to be cast into the lake. And, and there's going to be no more pain. Like, like the sermon last week. No more pain. No more sorrow. No more tears. There's going to be a point in time where, where us, us backsliding a little bit will never happen again. And you'll be in the hands of the physical creator. And it's going to be a blessed time. It's going to be a blessed time in heaven. Amen. You're going to be... You know, God. we have God's words right now. We have the words that he has given us. But you're going to be in heaven receiving the physical words from God the Father. The physical words from Christ, the Holy Spirit. You're going to feel something different. So I ask you this evening to trust that God has got it. I ask you this evening to trust that God has got your situations. You don't have to walk out of this building with worry, with fear, with questioning anymore. That's not needed. That's not needed. It's unnecessary. It's all unnecessary. Because, like I said when I started this message, this life, this life's not very long. Grandpa, how fast did it go? Ed, how fast has it gone? Like a blink of an eye. We don't have much time here. We don't have much time. Why spend your time here worrying? God's got it. And we are so blessed that even if things start to crumble... Even if things start to fall apart like it did for the Apostle Paul, don't remember or, or, or don't forget how bad the Apostle Paul had it, even though he was so faithful. Don't forget how bad Peter had it when he was so faithful. Don't forget how bad John the Baptist had it when he was so faithful. So when things uh, come into your life to make you worry about things, remember how good God is. Remember that eternity is just over the corner. When you were zero years old, it was just over the corner. When you're 70 years old, it's just over the corner. And you're close to the gate. You're close to Christ. There is no need to worry anymore. 
Be glad this evening. Cherish what God has given you. A family for most. Not for all. Some, like mentioned in prayer request, they don't have a blood family. But when it comes to Christians, if we can reach them, they'll have a big family. Amen. Amen. A big family. And there's hope for all. There's, there's, there's going to be rejoicement for all that accept Him. We're already rejoicing today. At least we should. And no, we're not going to be perfect. Don't think because the steps are laid out 100% here that you're going to be perfect. You're going to mess up. Don't let, don't let the impossible standard of being perfect stray you away from trying. Don't let it. Let's, let's trust. Are you a weary traveler this evening? Like the song had said, we're so close. We won't have to be a weary traveler anymore. So this evening, if you go out and you have problems, ask God, ask God for guidance. Take the guidance that he has given you. Take it, apply it. Trust him as he takes you to where he's guiding you to. And trust that no matter what in your life, God has got it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.